whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. For how long are you on tour right now? We are on tour till the 27th of November. So do you miss your maple syrup? <laughs> no. I don't eat, I don't actually eat a lot of maple syrup. But poutine though. Poutine's more of a drunk food that you eat uh, after the bars. So I haven't been eating a lot of that lately. So a hangover uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 good though. I really like it. Can you explain uh, what it is? It's uh cheese curds on top of fries and then uh you pour hot gravy on it and the cheese curds melt with the uh, french fries. Oh yeah. I actually loved it. Uh, I was once in Canada and really enjoyed it. It's delicious. And ice hockey as well? Uh, ice hockey, yeah. I, I don't really watch a lot of it myself, but a lot of the guys do. Um, you know, like a lot of the crew. Brennan, our monitor tech, is a gigantic Leafs fan. Um, and Jesse, who's not on the road with us this time, but has been our right-hand guy for three years. He's a big Leafs fan, but... Um, You know, I'm more of an American football fan, to be honest. Uh, I heard Leafs are, are like, um, I don't, they're very bad at it, right? <coughs> they're, uh, they're getting better. They're getting better every year. Yeah. So, I mean, they're one of those teams that they've underachieved for a long time, and they have a very passionate fan base. So I think people have become quite impatient with them. And I think probably from an outsider's point of view, It would be good to let them grow and grow into a good team. And I think it'll pay dividends uh, because they got a lot of young guys that are very skilled. And I'm sure they'll be very good for years to come. All right. So now you're on tour um, and now you are in Germany. How do you like Hamburg so far? Uh, it's, I honestly have only seen this block, um, but we got a day off here tomorrow. And we're going to go see, uh, uh, we're just going to walk around and, go see some sites and um i'm very excited i really like germany i was in um stuttgart and it was really nice and i love you guys is the way you guys do breakfast here and the hospitality in germany is the best of any other any country so far i don't know whether you you noticed that but this is the prostitution uh area i did notice that yes yes i did um very exciting so enjoy your day off here in Hamburg <laughs> maybe <laughs> but I mean uh, coming to to the yeah music point how do how would you describe your your fourth album uh, the the last one in, in September it's a it's an eclectic album and I think it's you know it's a little more classic sounding than uh, young beauties and fools was the album before it but I'm uh, I'm extremely happy with it You know, it's pretty long, 14 songs, and it goes through, you know, valleys and peaks, you know, a lot of them, and I I think that uh, it's our best yet, and I hope the next one after that is our best, and after that, the same thing. So one day you have the the best album that's, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, I think we're always trying to make, you know, our masterpiece, And I don't think any artist ever really does that in their own mind. Maybe they do, but I wonder if they do myself. But you have to strive to be better, and I think you have to strive to be different from album to album because I think that 
there's so many tools and options and sounds that you can create nowadays in 2019 um, that it would be doing a disservice to your curiosity to not explore. I heard a very funny, uh, funny story uh, in in Canada or in the U.S. You're quite quite famous, and in Germany you aren't that successful. And you played one uh, one show in 2015 in Cologne, I think. Yeah. Uh, and there was 70, 70 people uh, yeah. just uh, just standing in front of you. And in Canada, there are, I don't know thousands of people. Yeah. How did that feel? It just depends how the show goes. Like, it doesn't matter how many people there are out in the crowd if you have a bad show. So, I mean, if you play in front of 70 people and you kick ass and you're in the moment, you feel good, I mean, it's a good it's a good day. But uh, if you're in front of 7,000 people and you sound like shit, it's a bad day. So, I mean, it just, it's, it just depends on how you play. But, I mean, honestly, at first you thought, what the fuck is going on right here? We 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 know what we're getting ourselves into. Like, um, we're under no um, false pretenses joining these tours, coming out to Germany and England and France, and because we've never been here as much. And, you know, for a long time we focused on just Canada. And then we focused on Canada and the U.S. And now we're focusing on Canada, the U.S., um, U.K., and Europe. So, I mean... It's just a lot. It's it's a lot of ground to cover, and I think you're going to see ups and downs when you're doing that, no matter what. So I guess it's it feels very very great to to be challenged. Yeah, I think so, and I think that it's really important as a musician and artist that um, you try to live up to those challenges, and you know you stay the same no matter where you are. You you know we're doing this because we love it. Not not because we want to make money in it. That was never the point. You know, hopefully you can make enough money to pay your bills and be comfortable. But the main thing is, is you do something like this because you love it. That sounds great. Uh, so on your album, A War on Everything, there's one song called Pink Motel. Yeah. What is it about? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's about escaping and... About the things that fall in between you and a loved one that, you know, take away from the human experience. I think it's about getting com comfortable and stagnant. Um, you know, I mean, it's just about love, really. So I heard that you split up with your girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this was, I wrote this song, like Pink Motel, like two years ago. And an ex of mine was looking around our apartment and she said, we don't have anything. I just thought that that was a complete wrong way to look at a relationship. Because to me, if you can love without anything around you, that means that when you start to have those distractions, when everything starts to pile up, when you have debt, when you have kids, when you have car payments, uh, university loans, that means that your love might be strong enough to withhold that. Uh, you can't start from the top. You have to start, you know, from the bottom and get the pillars, the structure of your relationship right. And then all those other things, I feel like, become a little more weightless than what they would be if you're not strong together. But I just never believed in having a big house and, you know, 
thousands of dollars of payments and things that I don't own and um, I never believed in a materialistic way of life in the first place so to hear that kind of broke my heart a little bit and made me want to write a song about it I mean it sounds really cool and um, I actually forgot the, the name of the song but uh, the video I watched uh, you got thrown by tomatoes and everything is alright yeah. yeah 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 so how did you came up with uh, that yeah crazy that, idea well I kind of wanted it to be like a um, uh, like I was getting tarred and feathered like tortured in a public forum almost so I mean that song is kind of about just the uh, the sheer emotional pain uh, that day-to-day -day life can have on your mind and your thoughts and how even if everything's not all right you have to try to find those little moments every day just just to kind of let the weight off your shoulders and I mean I've always had a guilty conscience and a guilt complex I would say and I, I woke up and wrote that song after with a gigantic hangover and uh, I was living alone at the time and I, you can just hear the guilt seeping all over that song and you know the self-exploration and the fear of like you know who the fuck am I so I thought like it'd be really good to set me up in white clothes and throw tomatoes at me and you know tar and feather me <laughs> after that video I thought actually that um you guys a little wilder because I thought well backstage there's cocaine <laughs> alcohol drugs and now I see a coke here yeah. uh, and I don't know some weird lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> lemonade nah it's pretty early it's pretty early so uh, your show starts at seven, I think maybe yeah I don't know <laughs> you know better than me yep uh, I mean it's two hours before the show and you're quite cool you're quite relaxed are you nervous I get nervous yeah um, but I'll have a couple of drinks and, you know, a Red Bull and Packer, our drummer, will start walking around screaming his head off about an hour before the show. And that kind of raises the old, the fight or flight um, receptors in your brain. So, you know, it's not, it, we've been doing this for eight and a half years. It's nothing new. Let's just go out there, shake the demons out. So eight years or eight and a half years you're doing this and also with your colleagues or your band members, how do you uh, keep them or keep you guys busy, especially on tour? Well, everybody does their own thing on tour. <clears throat> I wouldn't say that it's anybody's job to keep anybody else busy on tour. It's hard enough to keep yourself busy. You know, you're traveling so much. There's so much time to fill in the day. And, you know, everybody finds their own routine to follow. But I think for us, it's about, for me, I need to write new music constantly. And I think I'm starting to realize the older I'm getting that I need to be recording music uh, as much as possible. So I think we'll see a little bit of a shift in the uh, in the way we run our business in that regard, in the sense that we'll probably be releasing a lot more music in the future, I hope. But, I mean, it's like anything else. It, it's, uh, got a, it's got its ups and downs. And, of course, it can get boring out on the road. But the main thing to make sure is that the show is never boring and that making the music is never boring and that, uh, you know, you pinch yourself in the arm every now and again and remind yourself that this is what you love to do and you get to do it. So you better be at least a little bit thankful, but mainly 
you better be driven to get up and do it every day because some people don't find what they love to do in the in their life time so i think especially your your tour or your concerts are on a very high level i mean musically uh, as well too but how yeah. did you learn that just for fun i don't know <laughs> it was just fun it was easier to go crazy all right so it's that simple I don't know <laughs> because I was I was uh, for a month or so I saw a band and they were very talented I think and very good while they were playing they were just holding the guitar and being like a I don't know like a classical um, musician yeah I'm crazy though like like uh, I, I'm very energetic center of attention um, annoying conflicted individual still so, and to go up on stage and to kind of like i said shake the demons out is it's pretty much a privilege because it allows me to behave in a way that i'm usually not allowed to behave in normal society so i i try to take full advantage of it that i can and i like to fuck with the audience and i like to screw with the bandmates and and i, I just like to let loose and kind of Let my guard down and act like a wild animal for a minute. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.